Hey, hey, Shopamaniacs, Dave and I, well, Dave spoke at an event apart Spring Summit. He did a wonderful talk about web components there. And then together we did a, a live shop talk show at the conference. Uh, and this conference was a couple of weeks ago now, and they've given us the audio from that session at the conference. So thank you, Event Apart, for that. Very generous of you. We thought we would play it as this week's Shop Talk show on the podcast itself. So uh, there was some live interactive elements to it. In fact, we did a bunch of polls and people could vote uh, in real time. And it added a fun kind of real time aspect to the conference. Of course, as you're listening to this podcast, you can't vote. So some of the interactivity is lost there. But hopefully we talk about, you know, the results of those polls as we go. And hopefully the kind of fun live energy to it makes for a good podcast. So here's that. Well, the bell has has chimed three o'clock, so I think we we should do this. Uh, 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 normally, there'd be like a fun intro song. Dave did bring his banjo. Give us a chord. Give us a, yeah. like a solid. Like, give us a C. I feel like C is oh, the right chord for this. I think it is written in C. I, we've had this podcast ten years. I still don't know the theme song, but here we go. Oh, God, that felt good. Hey Thanks, there, uh, Maniacs. So, Welcome to another live episode of the Shop Talk Show, a podcast all about web design and development. But this time we're doing a video. So anyway, this is very exciting. I'm Dave uh, in the booth or in the shed with the banjo grouper. And with me is Chris in the booth with sound panels. Coyer. Hey, Chris, how are you doing today? Yeah, no, I, I you know what? I should have went in the booth, but I didn't. I'm just I'm just at my desk today. You know, I set up a uh a teleprompter for this too so i can like look you in the eye oh. while the camera's at me Whoa. so i know it might be a little might be a little creepy for you the You're eye contact like, is going to be strong the strong eye contact i'm feeling that's alpha alpha business maneuver i, I appreciate that. yeah that's kind of what it was i read like a seth godin blog post and oh. i feel like he that's his, his style kind of so this is going to be a shop talk show it's going to have live polls literally like dave said Normally, you ask questions to us. In this case, we're going to ask questions to you, but you, I mean, you can ask us questions too. In fact, you know, the chat will be monitored for those. We'll get to them if we can, but there's going to be a bunch of polls. Maybe if you visit that URL right now, you can already see a poll. It's kind of a fake poll I put up. That's not a real question. I mean, it's, yeah, it's not even phrased like a question, but that'll give you a sense to how the polling works. At any time, I can just take it down. Watch, I'm going to hit the stop button. Boom, gone. Can't see that anymore, can you? You just Is stopped. Every, can it. everybody see that? Can we get a, a thumbs up on the the thumbs the up in the chat? Thumbs the... up in the chat. I mean, there was like thirty right, votes. We got thumbs up there. All right, there's plenty of them. So yeah. you can okay, you can okay. get it on your phone. You can pull it up in another tab. It should be the the poll will go on. It'll direct you. You don't have to click a button other than to vote. Yeah. So there you go. All right. So you know there was a a theme. I think or probably lots of themes. If you sat and listened to every talk, I hope you did. I listened to them. Um, I wonder if people could put a point on what they thought the themes were. I I tried to do it, Dave and I tried to do it because I thought that might be a fun way to then structure this this show to be like, let's talk about themes and the other talks as they happen. And the one that we landed on that will give some structure to this podcast is, get this, the web is good, but also get this, the web is bad. Da, da, so. da. <laughs> a little yin yang there the web is good the yeah. web is bad we're gonna we're gonna explain what we mean by that and how that might have possibly been one of the through lines for an event apart um as the show goes on but first let's kick off this poll thing because that's gonna be yeah. that's gonna be part of the deal we want to do is get some demographics on you you know 
Let me kick off this. Do first some user research. We're doing research. I think we just all learned about research. So we got to do some uh, research here. So you might call this low impact user research. Yeah, yeah. This is going to be pretty. This is easy. If you fail this question, uh, you are a developer, a mixture of those, a designer or something else. Uh, designer, mm-hmm. developer, mixture, something else. Just let us know. And if you fail this, that's yeah. fine. That's tough. But we try to make it broad enough for everybody, inclusive. Well, this enough. is fun to watch them come in. Uh, it was it was all I could do to resist putting design out, design upper and all those dumb design upper. Yeah, that's not a word. This, but yeah, I, I'm glad none of those uh, went on there. We should have put that. We should have done the front of the front and the back of the back. Maybe we'll do that later. Uh, anyway, it looks like there's a lot of mixture people here. Not a terrible surprise, I feel like, for an event apart. You know, a lot of people have. Um, you know, interests across the spectrum of what it takes to build digital products. Um, and it looks like you're employed that way too. So that's cool. That's definitely, that's by far the biggest, the biggest result here is a mixture between designers and developers. And then when you add all three of those, 80, 80% or so are a designer or a developer with 20% of you doing something else. I wonder what those things are. Hit us in the chat. Is that UX or content or I don't know. Management? I don't know. Oh, yeah, I'd be curious. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I bet that's what it is. Anyway, let me stop this one. So we've we we've done a little bit there. And then your your level as you do those jobs then is 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 one of these. You I always struggle that. with that. Yeah. Everybody knows what junior and senior is, but what are what are you when you're not when you're in the middle? When you're just the thing and you're not junior or senior. You're not brand new. You're unpromoted. Is that that's probably <laughs> you're it's junior, unpromoted, uh senior, and then more senior <laughs> than that. Uh, so yeah. I read this uh Sarah Dresner had a good a good article and mini website she made for this whole thing about career laddering. We should probably chuck a link in the, the show. I got notes it. I'm on there. it, I'm on it. And she has she, you know, she's worked at so many places, she has a good bead on this, but there's like a staff developer, there's a principal developer there's a uh distinguished developer and i think those are those are are somewhat industry standard probably depending on the size you know like if you Mm -hmm. worked at mozilla or microsoft or something they'd have those levels but uh we certainly don't at codepen we're all just the medium we're all senior we'll say yeah okay lots of seniors lots of medium people less less juniors so all y'all know what you're talking about, website okay, builders. Okay, good, good, good. A lot of old people. Yeah. This is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe some people even like getting into management and stuff like that. You know, if you've been senior long enough, eventually people say, hey, go watch these people, right? Um, that's Yeah. I don't know. Very cool to see that most, oh, the medium one just, just almost took just over. Ahead. Okay, well. Oh, oh no, the medium one is winning. Right, okay, well, well, that's that. So so a lot of medium and senior people here. Good to know. Good you know. So I guess if you're a manager then or senior and you're responsible for other people, I'd think senior people probably are in that ballpark more so than others, that they have to deal with other people. You're not yeah, just a, hey, a warrior train, of one. You're can you train this new, uh, new hire here or this watch these interns? Absolutely. Write some documentation, have some reports as they're called oh, sometimes. Yeah. We got a we got a would you rather question. Here would you rather that Dave and I were was thinking up here? Okay. Would you rather work with idiots or manage idiots <clears throat> or be the idiot? Those are your three <laughs> options. You get uh three options on the team here. Uh choose your team wisely. Oh man, be the idiot. Being the idiot <laughs> is out to an amazing lead. 
that was a late addition oh to the would you rather uh, Ooh, just, and, I, uh I, I i think i screwed that up i i i convinced dave to, to oh no it. it would be fun totally to run fun. this without that one i actually feel pretty passionate about this i i like i think is it cunningham's law or something but it's like put the wrong answer out and people will tell you the right answer and if i think every team needs an idiot as like and i'm i'm happy to fill that role you just like you just have to say hey what about this thing and then people will tell you you did it wrong literally yeah had that last what is week. the what is the law did you have that is, is that one of those real law things yeah like eponymous laws i think it's cunningham's law or i can go to my law. blog post about it oh my god here's a blog post idea for somebody write a blog post that says that all navigation in HTML should be within an unordered list and Ooh. just see what happens. Put a, make sure you put an open comment thread on the blog post. Too. Just, just see what happens. Did, did this happen to you, Chris? Did this? <laughs> well, like it's a... just, it was just as one of those things where it's easy to have a very strong opinion and, and you'll find that people have opinions about it too. Or here's another one, all external, all links that are, not internal to your own website should have target blank on them. Oh, just yeah, say, that's just write that as a blog post. Like you have no, like with no nuance at all to it. That's you good. Uh, so it, it looks was, like be the idiot is the victory. Be the idiot. Oh, and that's was. Cunningham's law. The best way to get the right answer on the internet is to, is not to ask a question. It's to post the wrong answer. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Never ask questions. Chris's just post the wrong just answer. A, not even the wrong answer, but just take a stab at it. Just, just, just yeah good 80 percent confidence kind of out there go for it <laughs> well it looks like everybody here is very comfortable being the idiot on the team and that's that's probably a good a good place to go yeah, yeah um yeah okay so that's those are the demographic questions for now for now uh but now we have some we have an opportunity to get into some of the themes that we saw kind of come out i guess and in in, in in an event apart Let's start with the web is good. Because I feel like there was more focus on that, probably for the better. Like maybe yeah. maybe the positivity is starting to to seep into the to the world lately. Um not just on the web, but let's talk about the web for now. What's yeah. what's so good on the web? I well, you know, Jeremy Keith uh kicked off this conference um with a really just I don't you know, I get the goosebumps, you know, when Jeremy's talking about the web, it feels real good. And, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, he talks of just the, the web grows and grows and then kind of just encompasses things and I don't know, gets smarter and better every day. That's cool. Yeah. Jeremy's got a nice long view of the web too. And and the kind of the speed at which things move and stuff. There's a lot to say about his thing. He made a point during his talk though, about, uh, of, of many points, I'm just picking one here about how like uh jQuery was so popular. There's probably a lot of people here. If you're a you know, if you're a deep senior, I'm sure there's plenty of people here that write jQuery every day or at least remember the days in which they they, they did if you happen to be kind of a JavaScript developer anyway. And isn't it funny now how it's still here, it's still big. I think Scott made this point too. But the web platform sucked in like most of it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, name a name an API that jQuery had that the web platform doesn't have. We got web platform. We got the web animation API out of it. We have fetch now because we used to loud jQuery for having such good Ajax stuff. The find something, do something library, they called it, you know, all that 
what was the selector engine in jQuery? Sizzle. We Sizzle. We got that with yep. jQuery selector all. Yeah. So we just mm-hmm. got all that. Isn't that cool? Isn't that good of the web to, you know, they used to say call, call it paving the cow paths too, right? Like you see what a bunch of developers are doing and then the web just kind of sucks that in. That's like, look at where the cows are going and pave that area for them. I don't know if you'd, I don't know why you'd pave a cow path now that I think about it, but um but that's cool. That's the web getting better. That's the that's web platforms and all the people involved looking at what developers are doing and making the, the web better for it. That happened with, with native apps too. You know, I talked all about uh, PWAs. That was so interesting about, you know, competitors come along once in a while and in some degree threaten the web. You know, why would you use a, why would you make a website when you could make a native app? Because the native app has these wonderful push notifications and has, you know, geolocation access and it can read the temperature of the room. I don't even remember all the the detail. So anyway, isn't that nice that the web evolves and then sucks those things in? I mean, we have geolocation API. We have access to the media devices on the web and all that. Pretty strong. Yeah. Uh, cool. This episode of Shop Talk Show is brought to you in part by Netlify. Netlify's throwing another conference. You know, in the past, they've thrown Jamstack Conf, which has been a very awesome conference. This is um, in a similar vein, but it's not just all about everything Jamstack. It's specifically about headless e-commerce. It's called the Headless Commerce Summit. It's coming up this month. Wednesday, May 26th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Pacific. So it's like a kind of like a half a day thing. Uh, Guess how much it costs? Nothing. It's free. You should totally go to it. Of course, it's virtual. They've announced the first round of speakers, you know, Cassidy Williams, right from Netlify, Victoria Duggan from Shopify. You got Matt Foyle from Algolia. You know, it'll be interesting. I'm sure it's going to be about how to get really good search on your headless WooCommerce site. Uh, 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 Raquel Thompson from Big Commerce, a bunch of great names from this thing. I'm sure there'll be more. You know, Jamstack and e-commerce is interesting. For a long time, it's been kind of like maybe a hard thing for Jamstack to pull off because there is a limit to basically how many pages work well on a Jamstack site. But kind of not really, you know, it depends on how you architect it. You could just have a shell page for products and then hit it some kind of, uh, you know, cloud function to get the data to prefill it. But Nellify has been talking a lot lately about on-demand builders and distributed persistent rendering that are really good for headless e-commerce. And it allows you to take, you know, more kind of fundamental Jamstack approach to things with a lot of pre-rendering, but not have the weight times for uh, during development or for deployment for sites with lots and lots of pages. It's cool stuff. I'm sure they're going to be talking about it at the Headless Commerce Summit. It's literally headlesscommercesummit.com. Check it out. And thanks for the support, Netlify. Or do you want to do okay. another poll now? No, I mean, I, there's 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 so many things to talk about. One of them is how much synchronicity there is between in um, in the talks that that mention CSS. There's three like kind of big CSS talks so far, which is Miriam talking about custom properties, but then uh, Morton and Rachel talking about, it. and they fortunately said some really powerful things together. 
the big one being that like CSS has has stopped being so damn weird. Yeah. You know, yeah. it used to be not only thought of, but talked about and taught as like, well, here's a weird thing in CSS. Guess you got to learn it. Here's another weird thing. Guess you got to learn it. Here's another weird thing. And like the lucky few don't hate that and power through and get to learn it. And now if you're learning CSS, especially for the first time and come into it with no baggage, you're like, oh, there's a layout system. It's totally logical. There's a way that pages flow. It's totally logical. There's literally logical properties that make sense. It's this direction or this direction. I, I'm finger gesturing up and down and light, yeah. right and left for the for the audio people there. No. Uh, I, so it just makes sense now. Like the tools are strong. It's less hacky. It's a system. And they both made that point strongly in different ways. Yeah. I, I liked how it was just, you know, before just a layout, you know, it was, you had float and you just abused the heck out of it, you know, in 10,000 divs to just make it work. And now you don't, we have, we have sophisticated layouts and like our, I like the point that Morton was bringing just like our tools shape our thinking. And I think, I think that's something we're going through, not just like in CSS land, but in JavaScript land as well. Like, the the tools are kind of changing. The tools have gotten better, even this year. Even like this is one of 2021 is one of the hottest years for CSS there's ever been. Like in in the last decade, maybe since 2011, and it's very exciting. Just all these properties coming. So our tools are going to shape our thinking about what we can do with the web in the next year. It's going to be kind of incredible. And then same with JavaScript. what I thought about. I did like I did like that that quote that he brought. Well, let me, let me read it. Cause I, I saved it in here even. And it's attributed to Winston Churchill and like five other people. It's one of those quotes. That's like, nobody really knows who said it. We shape our <laughs> tools and then our tools shape us. It reminds yeah. me of um, m- m- like m- what I always think of as muscle memory and development that you like learn one way to do something. And then you just do it that way. Just second naturely, or mm-hmm. it's hard to almost break that habit. But then if you do that, and you have new muscle memory of doing it a new way that can have, I mean, I remember so distinctly it happening with Flexbox, but I'm just like, Oh my God, now I, now I get this. I'm going to reach for it every time I need something that Flexbox can do. And then grid, you know, technically, I guess it's fair to say came a little bit later and then you learn it and you learn how they interact with each other. And then your muscle memory evolves again. And then it was literally like an hour ago I was working on a page that had like a widget kind of thing. And there was a light bulb on the left, like, Hey, look at this. And then yep. some text on the right of the light bulb. Okay. And now yeah. my muscle memory is just straight up, just like display grid gap to rem done. Basically. Done. You know, you might have to set yeah. up template columns to main you know, content. Probably yeah. one of them is the size of the light bulb and the rest of them is, is, one FR or yeah, max content or main content or something. It doesn't, I don't even know what my fingers will do. It'll just do it. <laughs> yeah. Now that's the right tool. Morton in his talk though, had some weirder ones in there, like, like text that overlaps an image mm-hmm. where in, you know, he's, you know, made some points about, you know, I don't know if they're their students or coworkers or colleagues or something, just being like, why would I do it the grid way? I have other, I have some weird hack. I know how to do that where I, mm-hmm. you know, use, negative margins or who knows how to how to do that but now it's like i don't know you just put the text in some grid areas and the image in some grid areas and if they overlap it doesn't matter because that's the cool world we live in now or if i need to adjust that there's always z index and stuff you need to change your brain a little bit 
and have it. And then once you do that, that muscle memory will set in. And I think it'll kind of be more clear why it's, why it's better too. Yeah. I mean, just even Paravel, just our consulting work, we used to, we used to spend days, weeks, months coming up with some grid system, you know, that was like fully responsive and content choreography, I think Trent called it. And like, we used to spend a lot of time on this to make it all work, come up with a system that for layout on, on a site. Now we don't even do it. You might even just do it at the end because you just type display grid and it mostly lays out fine. And then you just figure like you nudge it if you need to, you know? So yeah. Right. Like the layouts. Are I remember even at event of parts when Jen Simmons was be talking about grid, she'd be like, if we see CSS frameworks, like we did for floats and inline block and all the way we did it for grid, for grid systems, they'll, they'll be laughable. Because it'll be yeah. like, you don't need a system anymore. The system is like one line. It's like grid template columns, some stuff. It's amazing. Yeah. Now that's a true, I mean, there's a lot of like reasons that CSS Grid was a, a victory story for CSS, but yeah, mean, that's that, that's in there. Let's do that poll question. Let's do some. Questions. All right. Head, heading over to the Polatron 5,000 here. Hold on. <laughs> Got <laughs> yeah. to, you'll just see my desktop for just a smidgy of a second here, but here we go. Polatron 5,000 is go. Let's. Uh, okay. Everybody, you don't even have to go anywhere. Remember, if you pulled this up on your phone or computer before, it'll still be there. I ju- We just want to know this isn't even a joke question. We, we want the you pulse know, of the nation right now. Yeah. Like like CSS grid specifically, what's the deal? Do you just do you go the the yeah. I don't know, maybe this is better for audio to say what the answers yeah. are or the possible answers are. Liberally, meaning you just you know, I'm in that category. I just I just use it constantly. Yeah. Uh, a little, which meaning like, I don't know, it's, you know, you're still learning it or you sprinkle it in when you can, or you're not really responsible for that for that, but your web app uses it or whatever. And then I can't, which is what, what would be, I can't these days. Still? You know, I think there's always an, I canter in the group. Uh, they support I 11 or that's a big deal. And so that that's, you know, just yeah. one of those situations you just can't, or you feel even I even 11 even had it, didn't it? But it was weird. Like it is a weird caveats. one. Yeah. It is a weird one. But then like, I think some people just, you know, their organization has a no new stuff policy, you know? And so you, you just right. get stuck in that. So, yeah. Or you work yeah. with idiots. Yeah. Marnie in the chat is saying I 11 has to be like the explicit, like you have to say like, go into one, one, you have to label every single thing. There's no gap. So, yeah. 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 Well, now that we're, you know, that you mentioned the chat, we should probably, you know, we're, we're, there'll be questions that, that pop in and, and uh, amazing or, Organizers of this conference are popping them out for us. There's one here from Derek who asks, I have next to no experience with Vue, React, Angular, etc. Is knowledge of these frameworks now considered mandatory? Or am I the only web out there who doesn't use these? Uh, mandatory is a big word there. Yeah, that's a big word. I mean, this is, I think this is a a good question. I mean, you know, I think I've struggled with this too. It's like, am I, I don't want to learn React. Am I going to be a dinosaur? I don't, I hope not question mark, you know, like fingers crossed. Um, I do. I don't know. I'm in the, like, you should probably know one camp. Um, and that's maybe not like fully explicit. You could yeah. like watch, like take the West boss course or something, or you could just kind of 
I don't know, build a little app with it. Try that out. Um, you know, maybe that's something you could do. Um, I like that idea, right? Because because then then it's a little bit less magical to you. You just get it. You know, you've uh, you've played that game. You understand what it's for. I've always thought that about any technology. You know, I have like a bad habit of reading maybe like too much tech news. You know? <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I just suck stuff down. You know, I just just at lunch today watched some YouTube video for some javascript framework that isn't even open sourced yet you can't even play with it but i was like really that's neat how does that work but that's and then i but i just file it away in a little bucket that's like my oh that's a thing that exists in the world bucket yeah and then actually i have to learn it there's some general principles it's it's all they're all trying to do the same thing i hate to they all do it differently and they're all wonderful loved snowflakes but they they they, it's the idea that you have stateful ui which means like if user logs in the rest of the app knows that the user logs in and the app responds the kind of easiest way to do that right this today is javascript because that's the only thing that can like change on the yeah i'm glad you brought that up i think state is probably the most important kind of concept in these and i there is i know that there's I, J- Jeremy rags on this over and over, and I applaud him for doing it. There is no real hard and fast way to describe the difference between a web app and a website. And I don't want to pretend like there is, but there is the difference between a website that makes liberal use of state and one that does not. I happen to just work on CSS Tricks, the website. It has very little state that happens on it, almost none. And I work on CodePen, which is entirely state-driven. So I live in this, I have a foot in both worlds here. And I feel like it is a very different kind of way to to play the game. Anyway, if you're making money, Derek, and your career's going fine and you don't care, well, rock and roll. Let's go. You can uh, also you can also it. pay somebody who knows those things, and it works out really well. <laughs> so, there you go. Consider yeah. outsourcing. It's amazing. Yeah. All right. Well, the grid one uh, turned out to be that most people use grid a little bit, so that's kind of cool to see. At least it's uh, it's probably changed over the years. What about Miriam's talk? That I, I saw more kind of mind blowing emojis during well, that I, talk than almost anyone else because the people that geek out about CSS were probably like, even if you know CSS well, I think Miriam is here to. Yeah. I was like feeling really good about my talk coming in, you know, feeling like, Oh, I'm confident. And then I watched Miriam's talk right before mine. And then all the imposter syndrome set in and I did not feel good about my knowledge of the web. And it was, what a hell things happen. Miriam just, uh, I like that she explores to the fullest extent, like the nested variabling and stuff like that. And um, yeah. kind of getting into these wild calc functions and stuff. That was cool. So uh, that's truly cool. That's worthy of a, it's worthy of a talk twice its length almost because there's so much to get into. Yeah. Remember, uh, uh, we had a guest author on CSS tricks, write this post called the Raven. They really wanted Ooh. to name their, their technique. And it yes. was basically like, replicating the powers of container queries with 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 custom properties like it was literally possible it there's a million caveats but technologically you could do anything container queries could do without container queries 
And it's the most complicated thing you've ever seen. You know, it's just like, it's so complicated that it, it, it you'd look at it and be like, we can't possibly ship that in production. You know, like I'd be the last developer that ever understood it, but it was cool. It was, you know, it was very worthy as a, a thought exercise. Yeah. I, well, I thought it was going to be like Edgar Allan Poe. It was something that you bury in your floorboards oh. and it beats and it, and it would beat you up and night. Yeah. Oh, Foley artist. There we go. Yeah. I know there's no bass on my mic though, is there? Did it probably didn't wow. come through? I'm it too bassy. All right, how about how about a poll then? Poll heading over. Let me we'll pop do, over uh, the Polatron 5000 here. We're sharing yeah. it on the screen as well for people that just don't care to vote but want to see the results. For all y'all just watching, that's totally fine too. Same thing as Grid. Are you doing it? Are, Are you, you using custom properties a little liberally? I can't. We'll just see. See what I can't is uh coming out pretty strong here. Uh <laughs> yeah. It's uh it's interesting because it's interesting it that indeed. these are I, gonna be different yeah. because like variables, um I guess like the fallback for variables isn't super great, right? Like you have to like double declare, you know, but um I was I was I had a period of almost being mad at post CSS's they have a, a plugin, you know, post CSS works, right? Mm-hmm, it doesn't mm-hmm. do anything by itself. It just has plugins that you add to it to do CSS yeah. processing. Mm-hmm. There's one for variables. And I was like, I know what Miriam would say. You can't polyfill this. This is a runtime thing. It works with the cascade. There is no way you can pre-process custom properties ahead of time and do what CSS custom properties can do. It cannot be done. But the way that it handles it in it is actually kind of clever. It's not trying to make it runtime a bull. It's not like injecting JavaScript to make them work. It's it's just a fallback, so it's not totally broken. What it does okay. is it leaves your custom properties alone, but figures out what the value is as best as it can, and then puts it like one declaration behind the one where you okay. set the okay. actual custom property. So it's like if you just use it like you did SAS or something, it would be fine. It would polyfill just fine. If you try to do fancier things than that, it won't work, but it won't be totally busted if you did it right, you know. See, so I, I think it's that. it's it's okay. I yeah. would use that. I you know, I I just want a little help. I just want to just want to hey. <laughs> I right. here's here's what you get, bud. We tried. We all tried, right? <laughs> you tried to upgrade your browser, didn't work out. Sure. I tried to give you a website. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, and you're going to get, you know, um, just, you know, 3% larger CSS. Yeah, white and blue. Will... Beautiful white background, black text, and yeah, blue right. links. It's it's going to be yeah, beautiful. so dark mode doesn't work, you know. like that. But maybe that really matters to your, to your company, and then you can't do that. Maybe then you have to do it some other way. Whatever, okay. So most people are using them a little bit. I'm almost in this camp on production too. It was only recently on CodePen we shipped um, kind of all our colors just on the on the HTML element as properties, mm-hmm. so you could use them elsewhere. And I found it very helpful. That is very lightweight usage of them, but it was nice because then just in case you ever need to like use an inline style, or we have like you know some old areas of the app that might use a little jQuery to pop up a modal or something, and there's HTML in there that doesn't that I don't have a good selector for and I got to jack something. It's just nice to be able to reach for a custom property in any context. I don't, yeah. I don't have, it doesn't have to be pre-processed. They're just globally available at runtime. Very cool. 
I like to. All right, it, that's custom properties. You, I, yeah, you me. can do cool stuff with that. Like you can, you know, in your editor, if you want to like, oh, let's like redesign this component or whatever. And I want to use my whatever design system. You can like, like select from like variables you have on your site. Like it's cool. It's like, you don't have to remember hexes and stuff like that. You can just start typing variable names. So it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if editors will get smarter about that like ide capable yeah that'd be cool so. like you do dash dash and it kind of figures out what's available to you at that thing all right let's do the poll on this next one well no let's talk let's do the pda pwa poll because that's similar in spirit to this okay okay yeah um, get into old scotty gels talk here this was a question i had just because I've worked with companies that do and don't, but like, does the main project that people are working on, do they have a PWA uh, or sorry, this wasn't Scott. This is Irie's uh, talk, but um, yeah, like, sorry, I was thinking way ahead, but um, like, you know, is it on your radar? Are you considering it? Are you not even like, did you accidentally install something and now you do have it? This is just something like that happens to, I have one of those. So whatever. I love the, that. <laughs> You have a you have an accidentally service worker. Oh, why not? You know, some frameworks just have them. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Like if you use Gatsby, don't you just automatically have a service worker? Yeah, and same with like, like you Nuxt. probably didn't even you probably don't even know it. Yeah, Nuxt yeah. probably does too. It has a PWA module, but like you yeah. just it's a one liner to turn on, and then if you've turned it on during the setup process, it's just on. So. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Look at this poll. Is that what you expected? That is not what I expected. This is not it's what I. I, Cause so one, so one of the values was, yes, it's a priority. Like our company's like investing in it, right? Like we're PWA all right. the way. Uh, yeah. Yes, but it's not a priority. Like we have it not so maintained, whatever. Yes. Accidentally. That would be me. Uh, no one's in my camp. It's just me, I guess. And then no uh, considering it that's at 36% right now. That's actually pretty good. And then no, not on our radar. That's 59%. That's kind of, I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, Maybe not everyone. It is, and that's like PWA, not service worker. You know, service worker is a big part of it, though. I, to me, that's the meat and potatoes of a PWA. Yeah, you, know. you need just having offline. a web manifest file. It's like eh, whatever. That doesn't do anything. Yeah, you should have that regardless. But then the yeah. service worker gives you like the offline page if you're, you know, or or can like cache a few pages along the way. That's a good helpful thing. So I don't yeah. know. I mean, I'm super compelled by it, but I don't. I don't ship one either. And I, you know, I know Jeremy would probably slap our wrists for this or whatever. He's, he's You're an all he's web product potential. And, and you don't ship a service worker. That's interesting. No. Cause I just, it's, I'm scared of it for one thing. Yeah. Cause they're, 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 you, you can screw it up such that it caches files in a way that are, is un you don't have control to uncache them. Like, don't do that. You know, there's ways to prevent that from happening. But you, if you did just ship a really sloppy service worker, that was just like, cache all this stuff forever. You know? Yeah. <laughs> your yeah. users, whenever they visited your website for a long time, would get a bunch of weird cache stuff and you'd have no control over uncaching it. Oh, that would suck. My favorite part of working with service workers is when you're working on localhost, right? 4,000 or something. And then you stop yeah. the server, but the website still <laughs> runs. <laughs> It makes no, and you're like, oh, what's going on? But it just, you know, it's just the service worker. It's I call it local ghost. You know, it's just still running in the background. But yeah, but it, so it can get you into binds. But I, I wish there was 
the thing I still haven't heard, and I've, I've asked for this from Google people, uh, would be just like a very simple, like how to say, Hey, the service worker updated. I know that's like a common pattern, but like, like just, just for like the manual refresh notice or whatever, like that would be super cool to me, you know, but that's a big deal to me too. Like you, it's, it's unlike other web tech things in that pretty much every time you push to your website, you're pushing a new service worker too. Yeah. It's like, which, which implies build process. So for these like raw web people that are just like, I just like HTML, CSS and JavaScript, you know, that's my, that's my place. I'm Mm -hmm. raw original web kind of guy. Service workers don't like jive real well. I think with that world, because it doesn't, you, you need a build process to help you with the decaching and the what's cat. You know, I don't think there's just like a one unchanged service worker that's just going to serve you for forever on your site. Uh, I mean, you can, <laughs> you can uh, write bespoke service workers, Chris. <laughs> They're delicious. They're wonderful, but yeah, and hand edit it every time you update. Oh yeah, I do that. Well, and then you yeah. change the version number all by hand. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. No, <laughs> <laughs> all right here well, all right all right but you know workbox is compelling i'll say that was that was yeah. that's the the google thing i think that i don't know i'm i wouldn't say bullish on it because i haven't used it enough for that but i am compelled by i think some of this stuff is complex enough that it deserves tooling i am h o i i did not use fuck or workbox because i was like i want to understand it but now that i understand it I'm kind of going back to like, oh, maybe they actually solved all the problems I did badly. So, you know, that's where I'm. This episode of Shop Talk Show is brought to you in part by Around. That's around.co or follow the link in the show notes. It's a new video calling app that's very different from the other video calling apps out there, I'd say. So uh, they say this, and I think it's really true. It's designed for collaboration more so than for meetings. You know, So it's not this like big rectangle and you're just looking at everybody in the rectangle. Each person that you're talking to is like this kind of like a floating head. You see their face cropped into a circle and then part of the UI and UX of it, there's a lot of fun built into it, but you can apply filters to it and stuff. It just feels a little bit less fatiguing to be, to know that you're just like a talking head on somebody's screen. Not, they're not looking at like every pixel that your camera is picking up. It's really clever and it feels really nice. So yeah, they say it's more for collaboration. I think that's true. It's very easy to fire one up. You know, you fire open the app, get a link, share it with somebody you're in the meeting, you know, all kinds of security built into that. You know, you can make sure that you have to approve them before popping in. Nobody's going to bomb your meetings anyway, but you know, lots of protection there. Or you're in Slack, you just type slash around, pops open a meeting, everybody clicks into it, probably use that a billion times. That is, that is, that's how things work. You know, there's that kind of that pseudo real time thing of Slack. Hey, can we chat this out? Boom, slash around. Uh, you're in there. It's great. There is lots of uh, fun UI and UX touches as a part of it. Uh, that's great. The screen sharing is really nice. It's everything you expect in there. You share the whole window or select a particular window to share. And it has the control aspect built in too. So if somebody's like, hey, I'll, let me take control for a minute. I'm going to 
type here. You know, I do a lot of pair programming that way. It's got all those features built in. So out of the gate, it's just a great video call app. And it just seems like it has a super bright future because they just really got the details right. Thanks around. Well, let's talk about Dave Rupert's talk. He did a good uh, job, I what, a, what I mean, what a beefcake, huh? That guy. What <laughs> 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 I we're, uh, yeah. We're talking about the web is good, remember. We're in the web is good section of this talk. Web components are good. We probably talked about them more than we need to <laughs> shop probably, talk. But I know you live yeah. you live in that world. And, and have, like we've you, been playing with them and talking about it's kind of top of mind. I was preparing this talk for however many months. So like, whatever, you know, what's the most compelling part about this. I feel like you should almost like make this bigger and bolder in your talk. As okay. General okay. feedback is that like, now's the time kind of thing. I think you, you, you did go into it, but that like, w- these have been around for a long time, you know, like I can't actually use that kind of way. Yeah, and it's yeah. only now that it's starting to be a little bit like, oh wait, I actually maybe I can like ship these like for real, for real in production. So before you had that vibe about them, that's only only now starting to go away. Like only now in like 2021. Yeah, I, I mean that was the like most shocking thing putting together talk. I mean I was doing that little timeline like you know, oh, when was jQuery made? Oh, 2006. Oh, when was Dojo made? 2005. Wow, you know, and I just went through like kind of all these things and then i was like wait when did like web components actually show up you know and i mean 20 i think it was 2016 uh safari got some pieces although they're kind of the the ones who don't implement a lot of the pieces uh and then firefox 2018 they kind of shipped a shadow dom and then you know edge didn't get it till 2020 that was last year when it switched to chrome like so That's a big if, deal, right? if you're so you just, using it before that, you're probably an early adopter, like a weirdo early adopter, you know, but that's fine. That's fine. I support you. Yeah. But or like, the fallback for it just didn't matter that much. It was just was like a totally non-critical, like didn't GitHub use it to like display the time. Yeah. They do it for like, like relative time when you go to GitHub and it's like, Oh, 27 yeah. seconds ago. That's a time element. Uh, then that I think is extended via web components to be like sure. relative time. So, so if it, back in the days before Edge supported it, then if that thing fell back to just some text that said the time, who cares, right? Right. Like that's like yeah. Like, like that would have been an acceptable way to ship that anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So so, but you know that's boring, right? Web components that are you know real tabs or form elements or sliders or you know like th- things that people actually use to build actual websites are more interesting and and now are that's becoming reality as you showed you know yeah i i just think now there's some cool examples out there there's um people who have kind of you know learned the hard way you know there's pe- trailblazers who have gone before you now yeah. uh so it's less of a mystery world getting into it there's help there's helpers so i i think that's like a critical piece too, you know, it was kind of just, you know, Googlers before, you know, and you know, how often do you get a Googler to help you? You know, I don't know. I yeah. took a know, while to so. shed that polymer baggage. Yeah, no, I think that was a big piece know. of it too. I mean, 
and kudos to Chrome for like killing their darlings or whatever. And just saying like, you know, we should probably step back from trying to make everyone use this one thing, you know, but. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think people are more excited about lith than they ever were about polymer. Wasn't that yeah. like a piece of polymer? Yeah. So like, I think it was a couple of years ago, they announced like, Hey, HTML imports is never going to ship. Thank you, Mozilla. Uh, and then Safari. Uh, so we're just going to move this over to uh, H or ES modules. And then they kind of got this all in JS flavor. And the syntax is all nearly identical to React Classic, the, the like class version of React. Class, um, yeah. Yeah. So like, like and then since then, <laughs> like, React has like said, no, we are functional now. We only do, we're cooler than classes. So you're like, oh, okay. But, um, but so I think it has that flavor. And so it's, it felt a little more like the DX went up, if that makes sense. So you could kind of be like, this is what I'm doing. Now I don't have, I'm authoring JavaScript already. Oh, I don't have to like write HTML files and stuff. I can actually do the JavaScript thing. So you know, and there's tooling to piece it together, slam it together, break it apart. So, you know, yeah. I think, I think it it helped reset what it was trying to do. So, I think when I'm at my most cynical about this, I'm like, I've been following it for so long that I'm like, impress me. Like, uh, can I just peace out until you have something to show me where I'm like, wow, that's actually cool and useful? Because uh, you're behind. Did so. you not watch my talk? I made a 3D world. I made a whale that dispenses agile advice to you. Does that not impressive enough? <laughs> Is that not impressive? There's little things. There's little things that I first? like. The whale being one of them. I like the ES6 import stuff. That's nice. And I like Shadow DOM because Shadow DOM is unreplicatable by any other web technology. React cannot produce a Shadow DOM for you. You have to do it yourself. That's cool. It's just not enough. It's not enough for me to be like, oh, I'm going to actually re-architect something in this. I think that's the thing too. In in React, I think Morton's pointing out in the chat is like the React plus web component story is a little weird, right? So like if you, you know, if you're in a React and you want to use web components, it's not that easy to just be like, I'm just going to do a a small delta over and write a web component instead of a React component. Uh, other frameworks, I think, like you got a little bit more uh, latitude yeah. to do that. Yeah, fair enough. I do like, th- yeah, whatever. We talk about web components too much, even yeah. Though subscribe to our podcast if you want to uh, <laughs> talk about web components. Um, let's do the. Did we did we run that one? Let's run it. What's Please, that? The, oh the yeah, poll. yeah. Oh, here we go. We'll go back to the pull Trump five thousand pulling that up. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. This is the the four are that you've actually used them in production in anything. If you've mounted a component at all, vote on that one. You haven't used them, but are now compelled to. Uh, uh, you're not adv- impressed. Aren't impressed, yeah. and would advocate or against using that's them. That's not good technology. Okay. Yeah. Every, everyone. I don't want to influence the poll, but like the amount I get paid <laughs> depends. <laughs> On this question, <laughs> I just, I just hope everyone makes the right choice. So, mm. Oh man! Well, while the poll is running, because yeah. this is interesting to see here. Do you, are you compelled about the design system story of it? Because that, when I think about how you really get paid, isn't that true that Paravel 
gets paid to do design systems regularly ish. Yeah, we make design systems for large companies, and you know, like I've been on, like I I am starting to propose it, and and then I think it either in like the last two times it's been shot down. I think, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> I, I think like it, it's sort of like, hey, is this is this an opportunity? And and I think it has a pretty good like. I think it's getting better and better. There are some like existing design systems, uh, lightning web components uh, and pattern fly elements from Red Hat. Uh, also all of like YouTube is built on web components, but the yeah. that's all to say, like there are some systems out there that, that have paved the way. So that helps me be like, yeah, I could, we could probably do it. Um, uh, I, you know, for in my brain, you know, it's like when you start like splitting your UI and having like my button is its own stinking component. And then we add all these attributes and stuff, you know, it's kind of like you're, you're getting very fine. You're dealing with fine grains of sand and then you have to figure out how to get all those all stitched together and stuff like that. So uh, I, for me right now, I'm kind of just thinking in like big elements, you know, um, like I wrote one for like really big, not small. That's interesting. Just, I don't know. Kind of like. Anytime you're like, well, I don't want to code that again. And I, it's a little tricky to set up, you know, like that's a good, if you ever yeah. said that, like, oh, you have to like query selector these 15 different elements. And then you have to like, you know, glue it all together and split it apart and inject this, inject that. That's a great place for a web component. You know, something where you're like, oh, that was hard. I don't want to do it again. Like, it's great. I like that. That's the, that's when you should get the feel the web component yeah. tingle. I mean, tabs is like the perfect example that I worked on and, yeah. and like, cause like it's all this Aria, man. And like inverse states, like you got Aria expanded or whatever and, and true and hidden false and stuff, you know, I'm just, you yeah. can make it like better. So you can just yeah. use burdens. So I've been in ours so much. I would look at our entire components folder and be like, I, I guess every single one of these. Is a use case. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anytime you're just right, like, well, I don't want to do this again. So, yeah. Most people by far huge leap for haven't used them, but are compelled to. So oh, how wonderful. Oh, whew. Yeah. Can go, go home to Keep the family job, tonight. Yeah. yeah. While you're sharing, let's do another one that one has more. nothing to do with, with all much, but it's, uh, I, I think this is just randomly interesting. Do you care what language your tools are written in. So let's say you're going to, let's say you use like gulp. Do you yeah. care that gulp was, what is gulp written? JavaScript, probably. Not JavaScript. Right. Yeah, no, no. But you know, do you want the, you want rust now? Cause rust is so cool. Or you want go, right? Cause go is. Yeah. But, fast, but right? rust isn't written in rust, right? Rust, rust is written in something else. Mm. Probably. C sharp. So yeah. that's what I'm asking if you care about, you know, because I, it's, I think JavaScript people sometimes care when their tools are also written in JavaScript, because then it's like, oh, I might be able to like hack on that or learn it. But that's starting to go away a little bit, I think, because then all of a sudden tools like uh, ES build show up on the scene that have these amazing build times and are 10 times faster than what came before. But ES builds written in Go. And Go is, you know, some people know Go. I mean, it's been around a while, but it's not nearly as many Go developers as there are JavaScript developers. Do JavaScript developers care? 
Right. Well, and you know, there's also like JavaScript and TypeScript. People get kind of, I don't yeah. know, persnickety about that. Um, they have feelings. They have opinions. So I don't know. But most yeah. people here responding to the quiz say uh, no. Seventy-one yeah. percent no. All right. Yeah. I don't care. Isn't everything JavaScript nowadays? Says Rodolfo in the chat. <laughs> so that's not anymore. It's all everybody's going go. Well, it's all something, but the way you use it is JavaScript, right? Like you just there's going to be a JavaScript at yeah. some point. So probably yeah, tools. As a JavaScript API anyway, a little layer yeah. on top of it. Let's so we had to get to web is bad too, because there was more positivity than not. But of course, you know, that's part of the the theme of any good show yeah. here is that you gotta uh you know, you balance it out. There's plenty of stuff we're screwing up. For example, you know, have you ever seen a talk about web performance that isn't a little sad? A little uh <laughs> what is it? Sinners in the hands of the, an angry god. <laughs> Just kind of <laughs> Just yelling at you for a few minutes? No. Uh, like websites get slower over time, or, or or they stay the same. I mean, you know, the Space Jam website was was like recently they kept it around, but it was you know now it's a basically a landing page for a YouTube video for the new Space Jam video. It's like ten times as big. No, what is it? Thirty two times as big, but approximately the web's about thirty two times as fast as it was then. Somebody found out, so it's kind of oh, like really? basically. It scales linearly, like is is as faster as the web gets. That's how much crap we put out of the web. If, wow. if if the Space Jam website was the one thing that we looked at, so the the yeah no, so the web got faster, and we're like, I'm gonna eat all those bites. <laughs> those are of mine, of course. Yeah, but that and more is what we yeah. found. You know, oh boy. So that's that's a little bit too bad. We're going to lead up to that though with a little bit more uh, demographic stuff, weren't we going to do that? Oh sure, yeah. We got got another poll here. These um, are for you, everybody. Perk up. I want to want to want to hear from you. Some some yes or no's. Some booleans. Yeah. Great. Uh, light, lightning round here. Maybe. Yeah. Do you think that user experience is important? Yeah. No. I mean, it's a tough question. It's valid to ask. <laughs> it's, it's a little tough. Yeah. Especially at a UX conference. I mean, I think it's pretty. <laughs> okay. If I think we got the valuable. point here. Okay. Yeah. Well, well let's stop. Let's stop. Apparently, one hundred percent of you think that UX matters. Okay. Uh, that's weird, well, but okay. Yeah. What about the perf thing that we just talked about? Is that something that like matters what about at all? Performance is performance important, chat. Let's see. Let's see. Slap a YouTube on it. Seems like it's going a little slower, but it's still hitting about 197. Now, these are rapid okay, fire. People. Here we go. Here we go. Jeez, okay. Everybody's a little couple know. of naysayers. Got a here. couple naysayers. Yeah. All right. Performance isn't that important. You hear it 3% <laughs> of people think performance yeah. is important. I think right. we, would, we would have to cover those equally on Fox News. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is ex- How about this next one? Is accessibility, is accessibility important? important. I just these are all boolean, all boolean. Just yes or no. How it's, do you feel? Simply yes. Or going no. on your permanent record too. But. Yeah, we are. No, it's all, all anonymous. These, this kidding. is all going to your boss in a report. <laughs> oh no, three percent reporting accessibility is not important. That's okay. Well, teach their own. Just like performance, own. about the, about the same vibe there. We do have uh, one more of these. One more of these. Just that we want to. Drive home, get the get a feel for how you feel. This is, you know, the fourth major pillar of the web here. How about security and privacy? You know, there are a little bit of different things, you know, but uh, 
Yeah. I, I think that came, kind of came up, right? Like just, you know, you got trackers tracking you all the way around the web, right? And so how do you, yeah. what do you do? Have you that's, heard about that's Flock yet? Did you read the Flock crap? I don't have enough, I don't, like, I Mental don't. cycles to deal with that? I just feel like <laughs> I'm being gaslit a little bit and I don't have the energy to like whatever cop it and be like, what's going on here? You know, I just don't. Uh, uh. Okay. Well, open for hundred percent of people think security privacy is important. I guess. Okay. Well, you know, okay. Now on. the fun part, we, I guess we kind of expected that, although that was a blowout in all four cases here. All four cases. But, so all of you all think all four of those are important, right? Yeah. Everyone. Does. Now is the hard one. Now you have to put your thinking caps on. Now, now it is your job to take those four things and put them in order. So what do you think? What's the most I important? I had to do this earlier, and I I almost fell down. I couldn't really deal with it. <laughs> you had like but a, you have to deal with it. Your heart was like, oh, no. I did. I had heart palpitations. <laughs> yeah, so UX, accessibility, security, privacy, performance. What's the most important? Rank them. Oh, my God. It's a ranked choice Coming voting. Coming in hot. Coming in hot, accessibility just jumped up to the first place spot. Crack a doodles. Yeah, performance down at the bottom. Oh security and privacy running third. All right. Oh, man. Uh, I, uh, I don't want to choose in the chat. There you go. That's good. Uh, <laughs> but you all said they were all important. How are you possibly ranking them? Uh, I'm sure everybody feels like how I felt then. Nope, you got to rank them. This is reflecting on your permanent record. This oh, UX jumped up. I couldn't oh. believe it. Accessibility had the lead forever. Oh boy! And now UX jumped it. <laughs> Dave, you do it. You got to do it. Oh, I don't. I if I touch a button, my whole computer will blow up. I don't know. I think I. Oh, you do it with your mouth. Do some mouth blowing. Mouth. I'm going to come at this from. I think accessibility is a subset of UX. Where, Dave, don't do that. Do one through four. But I'm going to say accessibility <laughs> number one. I, I kind of want to say like security two, UX three, performance four. But maybe, I don't know. There's a lot of sites with no UX, like Craigslist or whatever, <laughs> that are just fine. Yeah, like why, what did you... Oh, I guess that's a, that's a fair point. Oh, no. But, like, but it has, you know, that's not entirely fair. Like millions of people do the thing that they want to do on that website. So like, you know, is that yeah. bad actually? I don't know, man. This is a tough, this is like, this is like ex- existential uh, job crisis. Uh, I don't know. Why do I, I like the people that put perf at the bottom? Everybody knows performance is important, but like of when you rank it next to these other three, you can't possibly put it higher, you know? That's interesting. Yeah. <gasps> That's- well, Sorry for inflicting that pain upon you, everybody. That's yeah. tough, doing a bad job about any of these. And you'd say that, is it true that the web generally does a bad job on all four of those? I'm going to say, yeah, they do. They're hard. The web right? as a whole does a crap job at all four of those things. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's just, they're all important. I think that's what chat's saying is like, they're all important. And like, that's true, but like, you know, in the, in the next sprint, you got four different tickets, which one's the most important, you know, you have to choose, you know, on a given week or whatever. So it's hard to do that, you know? So, yeah, I don't know. So what else is bad about the web? You know, we, you know, 
that we threw, we threw a big stone there. We didn't actually mention anything specific about, about anything. You know, that was kind of Scott's whole thing. Wasn't it kind of the like frameworks might be bad. Yeah. I I, I like Scott's talk. I, I like that. It was sort of, you know, I probably align with Scott, you know, I have pre-existing biases, but I thought it was, you know, it, it wasn't like framework hate hashtag framework hate. It was, it was more like, Hey, uh, here's something you haven't thought of. Like, you know, when you do this, you have to actually, now you're responsible for all this code that generates more code that generates more for performance problems that generates more, you know, uh, then like you server side render and then it comes back and it's, you know, you serve somebody nothing. So more and more frameworks have SSR built in, right? That server side rendering. I've been yeah. seeing even yeah, more yeah. momentum that way, which is a good positive thing, right? But let's say, you know, you coded a button as a div or you made a toggle component, but the toggle is just some spans and stuff. You didn't actually use like radio buttons or a checkbox or something. Who cares if it's SSR then? It's still busted when it's SSR. It's still got to hydrate in order to matter at all, which is a kind of a good point he had there. So if the framework encourages that in some way, and I don't know that they do. I, I sometimes think that's not entirely fair. Like React doesn't say, build your toggle components with spans. It doesn't say that. It doesn't encourage that. Yeah. There's no documentation that points to that. There's and there's also some blame good, React for that. There's good people in the React community who are like really working on accessibility and stuff like that. So like, I, I just want to, blanket statement sure. there so yeah but the concept of hydration and and stuff that you know there is some kind of fair criticism to be leveraged at it i don't know about hydration i don't i don't think it's you know i watched this whole talk from fred Schlott. remember we had fred on the show mm-hmm. he's the snowpack guy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's got this new framework called astro that's going to yeah. be highly ssr driven looks HTML cool but it's forward. still it's foundationally about hydration yeah, you know, it's going to be shipping HTML that doesn't work until it's hydrated. You know, well, he had this so cool the newest, thing. Fanciest stuff. He had a cool thing yeah. where you could like write HTML. You just write all your HTML, and then you you can idle. Wait till this is idle. Wait till this is like visible on the page. I thought it was kind of cool, like the controls. Anyway, that, well, that's something people can't really look at now. So anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. I'm just talking. You know, I just feel like hydration is going to stick around. Yeah. I also saw this interesting talk and we can all just like I was sharing with you earlier, like somebody did some research on CSS and JS um, controversial topic, I'm sure. Uh, but they, they found, they ran it like their style components versus Linaria. I think I'm pronouncing that wrong. Uh, which is like basically runtime generation and build time generation. Like you, you run it on the client and you or you run it on the build server. And they found out that even if you send more CSS, uh, like via, so Linaria will like generate a CSS file. Uh, even if you send more CSS that way, you shave off about a second in load time, like like basically uh, main thread time, uh, just by doing regular old CSS, basically. So anyway, kind of cool. You can still author in your CSS and JS way. You just get server-side benefits. So anyway, I thought that was very interesting kind of, I don't know, interesting to think about, especially in the context. It is, because it's very easy to throw stones at CSS and JS. Some people just love it because they just are JavaScript people, and the more stuff they can write in JavaScript they like. Yeah. And then it's easier to kind of throw stones back and be like, like, yeah, but that's 
beefing up the size and not leveraging the web for what it was made to do. And yet, like, that's going to be a holy war forever. And now we're in the next generation of that. Like, wait, what if you could author like this, but have it ship CSS? And look, here's some tangible benefits to doing so. Very interesting. Yeah. Anyway, we we're running out of time here. We should uh... We got to go. We got to wrap it up. Hey, thank you uh, and Event Apart for having us. This is really awesome. Thanks, everyone, all the chat uh, for all your questions and all your answers. We really appreciate that. And uh, thanks, everybody. Night. Bye. See ya.